next time that you're not feeling present and you're not feeling you're giving your best at that moment in time, just quietly breathe. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of People With Purpose. Thank you so much for joining me. Massively appreciate you for joining me and listening in. So we're talking about leadership, and this is about leading with spirit. The S in spirit stands for self. So you've got to start off with self-leadership. And the P stands for presence. And we're moving on to presence now. Presence is massive. And uh, I've got a quote for you from Kung Fu Panda. Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. And that's why they call it the present. And I love that quote. We spend quite a lot of our time in different dimensions of time. Uh, so some of us spend a lot of time in the past, you know, worrying about what has happened previously and that then affects how we are in the present moment. And then we can spend a lot of time in the future. Now, the future is an important place because that's kind of where we're going. The past kind of makes us. The future is where life takes us. And the present is how we get there. So being present is absolutely vital. And it's kind of where everything happens. Leadership presence is made up of several things. It's how you uh, show up. It's uh, what happens in a room when you walk into it. That's your presence. It's what happens when you're with people, no matter who they are. What happens comes from the presence, comes from the energy that you bring. How you share your thoughts, how you listen, and the consequences of not being present are massive. It's almost like a hidden um, disease that gets in and affects everything in your life. So presence is absolutely crucial. So how I've showed up today for this podcast recording has a bearing on and an influence on how well the content lands. It's the biggest single thing. So getting in state, getting into the right state to be able to speak with the right kind of energy, to deliver with the right kind of desire, passion, tonality, presence. It's something that just happens unless you do something different to make sure that what happens is what you intend. So the word intention is going to keep coming back. But if we think about it, the consequences of not being present for a moment and how they have an effect on you and those around you, then it draws out the significance of presence in leadership. So if you're not present, then what's the impact on your focus? What's the impact on your ability to produce? How does your mind wander? Where's your concentration at? Do you finish things off? I don't know if you're like me, but 
I find myself quite excited about things. I get into things really quickly, but also I can get distracted. And the world today is full of distractions, whether it be notifications going off, and I bet one goes off while I'm recording this episode, either in your world or in mine. I bet it happens because it's happening all the time. So that ability to concentrate and be present, if it isn't there, if you're not harnessing it, then your focus and your productivity is going to be affected. Getting interested in the future is cool, but sometimes people worry about it. So that kind of anxiety about what's going to happen next means that you then begin to feel disconnected from the present moment. And you kind of forget where you are. You kind of forget where you've got to because you're worried about what comes next. If you're not present, you can miss opportunities. The little things that people say in a conversation as you're working on a, a new plan or a new strategy, you can miss important factors that could potentially be the key to unlock your potential future. And you can become blinded to the learnings and the lessons and the growth that's there for you in this current moment. So if you're in a situation, a present moment where you feel uncomfortable, it can become a preoccupation. The way you're feeling about it can become a preoccupation. Whereas in that stress, in that feeling of discomfort could be a huge opportunity for personal growth. It could be a huge opportunity to identify the reason why you're feeling like that so that you can kind of say, okay, that's interesting. Let's follow that discomfort and see if that takes me one step outside my comfort zone. So being present to that physical feeling, that emotional feeling can give you a massive clue about the right way to go. You can become disconnected emotionally. I mean, this whole thing about managing your emotions and, and managing your state to be a better leader doesn't mean disconnecting totally with your emotions. It means recognizing and feeling those things, but not letting them govern the action that you take next. And if you're not fully present in your interactions with others, then, like I say, you miss those cues. You miss those opportunities to connect and build meaningful relationships. And relationships are a key part of life and leadership. And when you're not tuned into your present thoughts, you are dulling down your level of self-awareness. So all of that work you've done on self, in the last few episodes, by not being present, you're missing the opportunity to put that self-leadership into practice. You become confused about what your needs are and which of your needs you're serving at that point in time. And your notifications, motiv that's a mixture of motivations and notifications. Right? So we don't want notifications, we want motivations. Your motivation... <laughs> <laughs> your motivations. So there's something subliminal going on there. Maybe it's a presence problem. <laughs> your motivations can become warped and twisted, right? So if you're present to how 
you really are in this situation, then you can understand more clearly what you're being motivated by. Are you being motivated by your best self, your best intention? Or are you being motivated to act a certain way by a fear that might be designed to keep you safe? Or by a, uh, the fact that you've been triggered by something someone said? And that's taking you out of the present moment and into the past, some kind of past event, which is then affecting your ability to be decisive, to be a real authentic leader. So they're the consequences for yourself. And there are consequences for other people as well. You know, if you're not actively listening or engaged in the conversation, then that can lead to misunderstandings. That can lead to frustration. And as a leader, you're looking to build respect both in yourself and from others. And how many times have you been in a situation where you've been talking to somebody and you've not been 100% certain that they've been listening to you? I would imagine that happens quite a lot. How does that make you feel? And how many times have you done that to others? How many times have you been in a situation where you've just not felt heard and that was all that you needed to know that the person who's leading you is really there for you and really values your contribution and your opinion? And if you think about it, as a leader, it's not down to you to do it all yourself. It's down to you to make sure that the team collectively and the individuals in it are able to play their best game, play out full. And if you're not listening, and if people are feeling like they're not being heard, then how can they really do that? That has an impact on relationships with others. So if you're not, how should we put it, emotionally available for people, then how are they going to feel? And what's that going to mean for the relationship? And then what does that then mean for the team? So you've got individuals and then you've got the team. The morale of the team is vital. And a lack of presence from the leader can demotivate. It can prevent collaboration. It can shut things down. And there's a direct correlation between that and the ability of the team to perform. And then you kind of miss that whole connection thing, you know? If relationships are about building connections with people for the long term, if you're not present, then you're going to miss those potential connections. You're going to not have such impact by virtue purely of your presence, the energy that you bring. And when the next opportunity comes up, maybe weeks, months, maybe even years later, are you going to come to mind for that person if you weren't fully present for them? And then actually not being present, so spending too much time in the past, clinging on to things that happened in the past and those being a kind of a energy in your life which plays forward into what you're going to do next and 
then in the future, if you're spending so much time in the future that it's actually becoming um, a stress and a worry for you, then ultimately that's going to have an impact on your self-worth and your health. And you are going to miss all of the opportunities and all of the joy of the present moment. Now, when I first started this podcast, I, uh, I, talk, I was talking a lot about time. And I'm quite time-oriented. You know, I, For me, one of my love languages is quality time. For me, quality time is everything. And making the most of the time that we have is, is crucial. And to the extent that I was given a gift by my brother of, uh, of, a, uh, of, a, of a chopping board, kitchen chopping board, and uh, it's a beautiful, solid piece of wood, uh, which I'm not using in the kitchen. I've got it right in front of me here, actually. And he had uh, engraved in it, all we have is time. And time is so precious. And if you'd boil that down, all we have is this moment. So being present in the moment, fully present in the moment, and interested and intentional about the future, whether you're a leader in a business, whether you're a leader in a family, or whether you're just leading your own life, that's so powerful. And really successful people, there's a, uh, something I heard Alex Hormozzi talking about very recently, and He's very well read and really bright and massive admiration for his business acumen, uh, but it's also his understanding of people and what makes people tick. And he picked up on this study about successful people, and there were three things that kind of set apart these high achievers from the rest. One of them was this kind of um, Massive self-belief, this kind of um, just knowledge that they deserve more and they were worth more. And then paradoxically, the second thing was this uh, almost crippling worry about not being good enough, that kind of fear, that sort of doubt. And then the third thing which kind of was the secret source, if you like, that took the kind of the good of self-belief and the seemingly uh, bad of this kind of like fear and self-doubt and mushed them together and made things happen is impulse control. I love that phrase, impulse control. And that's about, in the moment, being able to not act on impulse being able to feel your intuition, being able to appraise the facts in that moment. And instead of acting on impulse, acting on intention with focus, but taking that massive action. That's interesting. Because what it says is that as a human being, we're living in this kind of like polarity of strong self belief and abject fear, (laughs) this kind of um, self-generated motivation and this uh, also self-generated 
uh, desire to be kept safe, whether that be mentally, physically, emotionally. But what sits between those things is your intention, your choice, and exercising your choice over how you spend this moment, how you use your time. And the polarity means you're going to swing from one to the other. And the continuum will be be different for every individual. But you can learn. You can learn to be present. Because everyone experiences moments where they're not. Absolutely everyone. And by cultivating that sense of presence, you can be a better leader. You can be a more complete human being. because you're more completely in the now. And as a leader, that's crucial. Then when you're anticipating, and again, the the more you get into leadership and play out into further forward horizons, you have to be able to anticipate. But the decisions that you make, you make in the present. So how can you be more present? Right. So focus on your breath. It's incredible how much of an impact breathing intentionally has. If you can breathe in for five and then breathe out for five, and just try it with me now. In, two, three. Out. In. Out. In, out. Just feeling your chest rise and fall with every inhale and exhale. That can just anchor you in the present moment and bring that sort of sense of calm that you might need in a moment of stress or confusion or anxiety. So try that. Next time that you're not feeling present and you're not feeling you're giving your best at that moment in time, just quietly breathe in for five, out for five. How else can you be present? Well, pay attention to what's going on around you. Look at the sights, notice the smells. What are the textures around you? So being present. You can harness that by understanding what your senses are telling you. Your senses are your receivers to what's going on in the world. So what can you see? What can you hear? What can you smell? What can you taste? What can you feel? And just take the time to experience your surroundings by, with your eyes open and and, and looking at what's going on around you and noticing, observing things. Or with your eyes closed, And then noticing what images pop into your mind. And again, if you pair that with breathing, that can be interesting. But even if you just just sit with your eyes closed just for a minute and just notice around your body where you're feeling different sensations, different little tingles, become conscious of your bum on the chair that you're sitting on and where that chair is pushing up against the and the back of your thighs. And now I've said that, you're probably conscious of it, but you weren't before. 
So that's an example of how you can be present. And this is for you. These are kind of mindfulness things that if you can focus on your breathing and if you can engage your senses can help you to return to the present moment. I've mentioned notifications, but I'm going to talk about notifications now. Put them away, those distractions. I mean, how many times do you sit there and you're on your phone, you've been scrolling, you've moved through LinkedIn, you've moved through uh, Facebook, you check your Instagram, you check your messenger, and then you find yourself on TikTok, infinite scroll. even. You know, in those times of focused work, leave your phone in another room. If you're in a meeting, don't get the phone out. Leave the phone in your bag or in your pocket. Or I mean, even if the phone's on the desk and it's turned over, it's a potential distraction. And it's a potential signal for other people that you might not be 100% interested in what's going on in the room. You might be more interested in what's happening outside the room. Think about the message that sends. And this is a big one for me, right? Do one thing at a time. Just focus on it. Just focus. And again, this is about setting an intention to focus on that thing you're doing. So if you think about a moment where you've been researching something or where you've been doing a piece of work and you think, oh, tell you what, I've got an email about that. Let me go into my inbox and search for it. And you see something in bold in your inbox and you'll think, oh, I'll just see what that says. That's a massive distraction. Massive distraction. Don't do it. This is a big note to self. In fact, I don't go anywhere near my emails for the first hour of the day. It makes a massive difference because I've set the intention the night before, to do certain things when I get up and when I start my day. And the moment I open an email from somebody else, I'm present not to what I need to do and what's important to me, but what they've just sent me. And what they just sent me might not even be important to them. So be intentional. One thing at a time. Don't allow yourself to be distracted. And practice that mindfulness piece. And you don't have to become like a yogini or whatever. You don't have to start doing Tai Chi or um, full on meditation if that's not for you. But everyone benefits from a moment with their eyes closed, just breathing. And like I say, if you count in for five, and then you exhale for five. What you're doing there is you're bringing your body and mind in line with your heart's rhythm. And just for one, two minutes, when you open your eyes, you're fully present, then make a decision. So be patient with this. We've not really talked about your presence as a leader when you walk into a room. We'll cover that next time. But if you're not present in the moment, that might have been a notification. If you're not present in the moment, then you can't expect others to be present and focused too. You have to role model this. You have to lead by example. 
and people will observe how present you are subconsciously, if not consciously. So be present. Be a present leader. So here's the practice. I said the word intention was important, and it is. So what I'd like you to do this week is to take a moment, and if you can do it every day, awesome, because this is about practice being present. Some of you might be really great at this. Uh, I have to work at this. This is something I have to work on. So the exercise is sit down when you know you've got a quiet 10 minutes, set an intention. So if you set an intention for the next 10 minutes, I want to uh, work on my uh, the next steps for this project. I want to uh, remind myself of my vision. I want to spend 10 minutes focusing on how I can live by my highest value. So if your highest value is freedom or if it's growth, whatever your highest value is, set the intention to craft some next steps for that. And when you've set that intention, then just close your eyes and just be present for a moment. And you can breathe in for five and out for five, and then in for five and out for five, until you feel that sense of calm. And then when you've been present, just for a moment or two, then just open your eyes and just start to write down my intention is, my intention is that I will. And just see what comes up. Because if you can set an intention, and then you can be present, and then you can write freely, what you're doing there is you're connecting what you want or what you need with that present moment. And then as the act of writing gives that kind of physiological connection with that moment. And you might get some great insights out of that. So there you go. That's the first bit on presence. Next time, I'll be talking about physical presence when you walk into a room and when you're being with others in a bit more detail. Okay, cool. Thanks for listening and be a great leader and be present. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.